0: to the contrarian marketing podcast where we give you ideas you might not be thinking about today we're talking about how parenting your children or even caring for your nieces nephews grandchildren or your neighbors kids can help you gain valuable skills in marketing eli you are what four times as much a parent as i am <laughs> just one kid you have
1: four I'm like 50 times as much a parent you have a even newborn <laughs> 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 the skills grow daily but yes, I have four children. So if we were just doing like straight math, it would be four times. But again, you'll, you'll, fi- you'll figure out soon enough why I say 50 times. In terms of minutes? Minutes, hours, experiences. Yes.
0: Gosh, it sounds intimidating.
1: It gets so much worse than an exploding diaper. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. I, I recently told one of my SEO friends I would rather clean up a penguin penalty than all the dirty divers. But that's just what it is. So I got used to cleaning up diapers, but that's not, I don't, I don't find a lot to learn about marketing in that. Uh, so set us up here with the, with the, with the premise, like what, what can we, how should we think about no, parenting I, there, and we, marketing we, No, well,
1: Kevin, you're missing the point. There's something, always something to learn about marketing from parenting. So I'll, I'll <laughs> you ready for the lesson? So when there's a dirty diaper, you can't say like, oh, I'll take care of it soon. Literally, this is like, you're, you're getting that alert from Google analytics. You're getting that alert from Facebook. Your campaign is about to shut off. You're out of budget. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to lunch, right? The same thing with dirty diaper that dirty diaper shows up. Doesn't matter whether you're sleeping or you're eating or you're on a Zoom call it, you got to fix it because it, it only is going to stink worse.
0: <laughs> so sometimes the dirty diaper can be a really bad PR. We spoke about that where, you know, brands, you know, influencer marketing, sometimes that can blow up in your face. And that seems to be a, a pretty dirty diaper that you need to clean up with tons of wipes that can't even blow up. <laughs> right. So what's
1: your, <laughs> I'm gonna take we're going to keep this analogy. Essentially, anytime you screw up your marketing, it's just a dirty diaper that's going to get worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're not going to venture away from that. We're not going to. We we should lose... we share the background on this. So Kevin has a newborn, newborn daughter, and, and I have four boys. I, I learn a ton from having four boys and boys range from ages three to 11 and Today, we're talking about the things that we have learned from being parents and watching children. And, you know, I'm sure that before even you had your own daughter, you saw other people's children and you had opportunities to hopefully babysit and take care of them and see how children teach you valuable skills. So we want to talk about this. I, I think this will be an interesting conversation and get interesting comments. So please any parents out there share your comments. I'm going to post a poll on LinkedIn, which we'll link to in the show notes. You know let's let's dig into this we shouldn't just talk about dirty diapers what are some what are some things that you've seen so far that can help you be a better marketer
0: absolutely i i so one thing that was just big for me is you know like a bit more patience (laughs) i i think i didn't like realize how little patience i have sometimes and my daughter is really helping me to train that and to practice that so that's just been a a, like a, a good skill in general but What's interesting is that children have such raw emotions and marketing is so much about emotions, right? And addressing to people's emotions. So what what I learned from my daughter is first of all, she expresses her emotions without any constraint. That's, That's interesting, but it makes for just like learning how to feel emotions and when people feel emotions or humans feel emotions. So I think there's a lot to be learned about that. And then just managing a child is of course, a whole new kind of horizon. I am going to say though, I am going to take the counter opinion here. And I'm going to say that while I also wanted to point out that I love my daughter and I'm so happy that we have her and I have no regrets. And Yet, I'm going to defend the point that kids are not consumers and kids are different than grown-ups. And so I think we can learn a lot more from observing and working with grown-ups about marketing. But I want to let you make your point. So what's your, what are kind of your, your main
1: points when it comes to marketing skills and kids? So going back to the, the management and being just being patient. So I, I think you actually, when it comes to children, there is a value in micromanagement. So when, when people are being micromanaged at work, they say things like, well, you know, I'm an adult, I, I can manage my own time. And that's true when you're an adult and kids, if you don't micromanage them, like, you know, my son, maybe he'll listen to this or not, but he has a bedtime. And he always manages to push the bedtime by wanting to read one more page or talk about one more thing, or just needs two more minutes. And that's where micromanagement has to come in and say like, nope, this is the time. And as an, as a boss, there are times when you actually have to do this. When you have an employee that has, or you know, a team member that has consistently shown or an agency has consistently shown you that the only thing that will work is micromanagement. So if you already know that to be the path that if you don't sit there and say, well, I, you told me you were going to you know, have this for me on Friday. And it is not like, I need you to stay and finish this until it is there, because you already know that they're going to creep the deadline. So that becomes a value of micromanagement. Children need to be micromanaged until they become mature enough to manage their own time. And you know, they're not going to do that. So I would never come out, you know, and this is where I learned from parenting, parenting, like. The, the polite and proper thing would be like, no, micromanagement is never appropriate. Employees should be given the liberty and latitude to do all the things they need to do. Being a parent, I realize there's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes micromanagement is the way to do this. Obviously, you want to do it within guidelines and help them make, feel like they're making their own decisions. But you still need to ride them. Like when bedtime is forgotten, kids will never decide. Or at least my kids will never be like, you know, I think, it, I think it's time. I think we're just going to go to bed properly on time. Like, no, no, bedtime. Bedtime forgotten, like, you know, 1, 2 AM, 3 AM. Like there, there's no reason to ever go to sleep. Why would they? So that that's one thing, you know, just want to, you'll get to that right now. Your, your daughter is hundred percent being micromanaged because she does not have the ability to manage herself, but you'll see that that parts of that will always stay with you.
0: See the, the thing that the first thing I thought about when you, when you said that was there is this big point in marketing which is that a lot of adults and humans in general would say that they act rationally, but we often don't. We, act, we often much more act on impulse and emotions than we think. However, the fact that adults think they act rationally changes the game, right? So you could say, oh yeah, we could just learn from children about marketing that you know humans are rational and, and, and children are a great kind of transfer lesson of that. But where I disagree with you is that because humans think they act rational, they don't act completely irrational. (laughs) I hope that makes sense, right? Like, it's this kind of like meta point where we we think we're so sophisticated and that changes our behavior from thinking we're not sophisticated at all. And I think that's something to to kind of factor in. So I think you can learn more from observing adults and how they think they behave rationally than how kids act who don't know, don't think
1: of themselves that they're so rational. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I would say like, if you want to learn how to be better at sales, just watch a kid trying to get something. So with kids, <laughs> they, they don't know when no is not an answer. No, is not an answer. And it, it's just amazing. It's like, you know, your daughter's going to start crawling and you're going to be like, you're not going to want her to go up the steps or you're not going to, you're going to block a door. So she doesn't go in the kitchen and she will figure out a way to get around that under it, over it on, you know, anyway, on, on the side, whereas like an adult, you're like, oh, there's a fence there. I, I guess. It's not for me. I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm going to go find something else to play with. Like kids are like, no, no, no. There's something there I want, and they're relentless. And the same is when they're asking for things. So when she's old enough to ask for things, the they they just ask and ask and ask and ask until like you give in. And I'd say as adults, we're like, well, the I, I he said no. Like, well, if you're trying to get the sale, if you're relentless, and I see that from my from my own experience, the times I've been relentless and continue to ask, you know, maybe the person on the other side of that exchange wasn't ready to think about it. It's not that they didn't want to commit. They just didn't put the time to think about it, but by being relentless and showing up, obviously don't be annoying. And kids can be super annoying when it come, they come to ask you for things, but by being relentless and saying, well, you said I should follow up in a week, but like follow up in a week and continue to do that and stay, you know, top of mind and continue to ask, you can get the thing you're asking for. So if you're an employee as a marketer, and you're trying to get budget, the budget's there, but it's going to go to the person that keeps asking. So kids, like, no, the ice cream is there. I know, I know you have money in your pocket. So that's one thing I've seen from kids, like from a sales standpoint, they can, again, they can be annoying. So don't be annoying, but like, be relentless at going after the objective you want, if you really want that objective.
0: I'm going to give you that kids are relentless and master manipulators. A hundred percent. Very quickly learn how to play parents against each other. And my daughter can't even talk. So I don't, <laughs> I've not even experienced that yet. I know from you know all the all my friends, including you, who have kids, that that becomes a real problem. So it is fascinating how quickly kids pick that up, and it's also fascinating how quickly pick, kids pick up little things like your facial expression or your mood in the moment. And again, I think it's it's tricky, but there is a there is a broader lesson for marketers, which is that this point of authenticity, right? If you try to sell something that is not and you don't really believe in it, or it's not very authentic to you, you're not going to get the point across as much as when you're truly convinced that this product or a service is amazing. So I, I will give you that point.
1: Yeah, and and we should just, again, reiterate that this episode, this discussion is not just for parents. This is for anybody that's engaging with children. There's things you could learn. Obviously, as parents, you get like the 24/7 lessons coming at you. Certainly, since COVID started, you get more of those lessons if you're working from home and you know before COVID, maybe you could escape and your kids were at school, you went somewhere. But you, you're getting these lessons you know more often and all the time. Whereas maybe if you don't have your own kids, you could observe kids you know, that are in your sphere and you can see these things and learn from them. The other thing that I find with my kids, which I, I think is both a good and a bad management thing, it's you could change the subject, kids freaking out in the car. They want something, and then they want ice cream. And you can just say like, "Oh, did you just see that fire truck that went by?" And something like, "Where's the fire truck? I want to see the fire truck!" Right? Managers do that all the time. You actually you can't do it as as simply as you do with kids. So management will be like, "Hey, so we're not going to get bonuses this year, but we, I just want to share how excited we are about the coverage from the New York Times." And everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We, you just that was too fast." But you can change the subject. More effectively, and it 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 works on kids, and you can see how like they're going for one thing, and by changing the subject again, adults need it more delicately. You can now f- refocus the audience on something else by you know just sandwiching it in between something else or hiding between something else, and you see how kids respond to that right away. Again, adults are way more sensitive and far smarter, so you package it differently.
0: I agree. This kind of like changing the narrative and distraction—that's a marketing stable almost. You know, and, and Microsoft recently went through exactly that. Actually, the, the CEO, Satya Nadella, just announced that there are going to be no raises this year. He packaged that, that in a very smart way, very very deliberately. So masters of distraction, masters of changing the narrative and just owning the narrative and what it is right now, in my mind, is a, is a very critical and important marketing skill. I, I don't have a good counterpoint to learning that from your kids. I think this kind of distraction is, like, is a very human thing and it carries over to adults. So I'll give you I'll give you that one, but I'm also gonna say that am I gonna become a good marketer just from observing my kids and having kids? Probably not. I love my daughter. I'm so happy we have her, and I was able to spend ten years before having her or more on just refining my marketing skills, being selfish with my time, and really going to town on developing this this tool set. I'm not saying I can't learn anymore, but I learn at a much slower rate simply because. I am happily, willingly spending so much time with her and she needs so much more help.
1: But I'd say there's one thing you can learn from kids that you just cannot learn on your own. It's so awesome when I get to watch commercials or look at advertising with my kids, cause they see different things. I think too often marketers, they get in their own heads and they create marketing of like, here's the message I'm going to convey. And they don't get to hear enough how it was received by someone. So I, you know, I take these surveys, you know, we, we had a past episode on on Google. And I'm again, I get, I'm a Google fanboy. So I get these surveys from Google where they ask me about what I think about search results and all these kinds of things. The typical response when you ask people about your advertising is they just didn't see it, but kids don't just not see stuff. They actually have opinions. They always see stuff. They always see everything going on. So I think it's fascinating when I watch things with my kids, the things they clue in on and the things they notice, those are the things that are there. And those are the raw messages as a focus group and a sample audience, kids have so many great insights and again, they lack the filter and they lack the ability to be like, well, I'm just not going to watch that. They do watch it. They do read it and they do see all these things. So it's fascinating thing. So yes, you're 10 years before as a marketer, now you're going to level up with kids and with your daughter and really learn a different way of approaching the marketing you've been doing for your entire career.
0: I'm going to take this even a step further. There's an important marketing principle of actual, like literal visibility, for example, product placement in stores. I'm not talking about product placement in movies. I'm talking about going to a supermarket or whatever and seeing products and that influencing your decisions. And as you said, kids right they're, They you walk down the street, they're fine. You go to the toy store, they see 50 toys, all of a sudden they want them. And it's because they see them and because these toys have come into their awareness and, and adults are not that different, right? Like we you drive down the street and you see an ad a banner, like an out-of-home do- out ad, all of a sudden you're like, I should really buy a Cadillac. <laughs> you might not buy the Cadillac, but it has entered your awareness. It has created this demand in your head. As adults, we think we're so much less receptive to that, but it's actually not true. I think we're very receptive to that, and that that doesn't change over a lifetime. So it's interesting to see and learn from kids how long that, that stays, right? So how long after they've been to the toy store, do they want the new Mandalorian Lego set? And, and then thinking about, okay, they've actually, they, it's still one or two or three weeks after and they're still talking about that. Maybe that tells me something about the effectiveness of ads. However, a counterpoint is it's a very qualitative observation. You can't really do that quantitatively <laughs> and say, oh, if I have this ad, you know, it's going to lead to
1: 15% more awareness. It's a pure observation. Absolutely. And then the, the last thing I, I think we should finish with When you do marketing, you always need a north star, and I'm always surprised when there isn't like a strong KPI. Like I know for SEOs, I'll ask someone like, "Why do you want to do SEO?" And they're like, "Because I want to do SEO," and it's not really like, "Well, I want to generate awareness here, or this is the kind of these are the exact kind of conversions I want to generate." And I would say my kids give me the best north star for what I do. You know, for example, last summer I was I wasn't on vacation; we were we were traveling. And the kids wanted a day at the beach and I moved meetings around so I could go to the beach. And the reason why is because I work so I could go to the beach with my kids. But if my kids are going to the beach and I'm working, how does that make any sense? So like I was reminded of my own North Star for, what I, for why I'm working. My North Star is so I go to the beach with the kids. If the kids are going to the beach, why don't I work, right? So like, again, marketing, when you do marketing, you always need that North Star to be like, well, why am I creating this content? Why am I creating this page? Why am I building this product? There needs to be a North Star. And if there's not, then why would you do it?
0: So if, if you have kids or if you don't have kids, it doesn't matter. Kids can be a great way to, to give purpose to your life. But not having kids can also be a great way to, to, get, to get purpose in life. Not because you don't have kids, but because you find something else to dedicate your time to. Whether it's you know experiencing life to the fullest, dedicating yourself to a different purpose, work, whatever that is for you. And these things can be transitory. So when I, I'm not trying to make the point here that kids are the only way to receive purpose in life but they do really make it easy to navigate and motivate yourself.
1: A hundred percent. Whatever it is, you just need a North Star. And that North Star can be within your family or within the world. But have a North Star is the, is the would be the TLDR here.
0: Yes. And with that, we're going to say goodbye and go into the weekends, spend time with our kids. Thank you all for tuning in. Eli, anything that I forgot to plug?
1: So again, we have our our Slack group that we've been talking about the last couple episodes. We, uh, Kevin and I, were frequently people reach out asking for advice and starting consulting careers as much as we wish we could jump on Zoom with so everyone. We want to do this in a more scalable way. So please apply to Slack group. Unfortunately, we can't allow everyone in because we just want to make sure it's high quality and everyone in the Slack group will adding value to each other. So a form will be in the show notes. Just put your, make sure you put your LinkedIn in there make sure you put your email address in there and we will be opening that up shortly. And thank you everyone for listening.
0: And now it's your turn. Head over to contrarianmarketingpodcast.com and subscribe to the free weekly newsletter to get a summary of today's episode, key takeaways, and community content. And while you're there, go to today's episode and leave your opinion in the comments. We'll feature the best thoughts in the newsletter and on the podcast. Also, if you like today's episode, please feel free to leave five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and here next week.